St. George's number one station with Washington County's top talk show. The Andy Griffin Show on News Radio 890, 92.5 KDXU. Hey, welcome everybody. It is 9.08 on a Friday. We usually have open line Fridays and we will have some open lines later in the program. Uh, but I wanted to get a couple of special guests in here today. Had an opportunity to get Jason Chaffetz on the show. And I'm like, well, heck yeah, let's get Jason Chaffetz on the show. Well, so thank you. I'm honored. I appreciate <laughs> it. Good to be here. Appreciate you coming in. Also, Lisa Sandberg is here from the Washington County uh, Republican Party. You're the chairperson, yes? Is that, yes. Is that the right title for it? Yeah, be- thanks for having Barry's us. Barry's here as well. Appreciate yeah. you. Now, you guys have a special event coming up. So before we talk about anything else, let's talk about the event. Lisa, what's, what's happening? So we have our annual Lincoln Day dinner coming up. It's our annual um, fundraiser for the party, and we have great speakers who come in, and we're excited this year because we have two for the price of one. Nice. Um, Jason Chaffetz will be here, um, former congressman from Utah and Fox News contributor. And then we also have Ambassador Robert C. O'Brien is coming, who was the National Security Advisor to President Trump. Amazing speaker as well. So this Robert O'Brien, maybe you don't know him by name, but you should. He was one of the most important people in the Trump administration. Um, He had the same job as National Security Advisor as Henry Kissinger, as Condoleezza Rice. I mean, when you go into the White House... You got the president, you got chief of staff, and you have national security advisor. Everybody else works for them. And so the guy has seen it, and we talk in China, we're talking foreign policy, we're talking China, more China. If you really want, this guy is absolutely amazing. And I'm personally, I'm convinced, like maybe I shouldn't say this, when a Republican goes back in the White House, this guy's probably going to be like the Secretary of State or Secretary Mm. of Defense. And he's got a, he's got good ties to Utah, so you got to hear his story. And he's coming too. He's a good friend of of mine, and I think people will be fascinated. And he's going to be able to answer a lot of questions about some really weighty topics. Okay, Lisa, give us some details on the dinner, how to get tickets, what the date and time is, et cetera, et cetera. Thank you. So Saturday, February 18th, so a week from tomorrow, um, 6 p.m. is when the program starts. We have different ways that you can participate. Um, You can sponsor a table, which is great. You can be a platinum sponsor for $1,500. That gives you eight seats and upfront seating. Um, Also, private reception with Jason and robert at five o'clock for half hour that you get to meet with them um then you can be a gold table sponsor which gives you the next uh advantage in seating eight tickets again that one's 750 um then if you just want to buy individual tickets you can buy a red ticket for a hundred dollars um that gives you the next layer of seating and private reception with jason and robert at 530 or you can, um, the final way is to be a blue ticket uh, purchase, and you can purchase that for 75 and that gives you dinner and the, um, the whole event. So it's a week from Saturday, week from yeah. tomorrow, and I hope everybody can show up because, yeah. look, I, we bought a house down here, me and my wife. We come down here a lot. That's but awesome. this is a good time to get together, talk politics, talk about the world, talk about... And, uh, you know, support the Republican Party right here in the, in Washington County. I'm guessing there will be something to do with a, a Chinese balloon mentioned. Yeah, yeah we, we, you know, we don't normally talk about balloons, but yeah, we probably <laughs> will. 
Uh, yes. I was noticing that your tier of tickets, you have the red and the blue. Now, red traditionally stands for Republican Party, right? That's yes. a good thing. But Jason and I both went to BYU. And yes. red is not necessarily a good thing in our minds, right? <laughs> you know, it kind of toggles. And that's why I love what Utah Tech did. You know, let's just put them both in there. And then yeah. well, everybody. Red be, and blue. Everybody. Yeah. It, come on. It's the, the flag, red, white, and the blue. We can We can bring people together and. And look, talk about stuff that really matters. We're going to do a lot of question and answer. So um, I hope people can come out. A week from Saturday, week you from go Saturday. to WC, Washington County, right? R for Republican. What's the rest of that we P. email? <laughs> WCRP. WCRP. WCRPUtah.com. Yeah, I forgot about the P. Yeah, the so if you, you yeah. never want to forget the P. Don't forget the P. No. And we have to give numbers to um, Dixie Center tomorrow for our catering. So last call tomorrow night. So be sure and get on and do that today so okay. that you'll be sure and get okay. in. WCRPUtah.com. Okay. Let's go out and get some tickets and, and uh, listen to Jason and uh, Mr. O'Brien. Yes, yes. Ambassador O'Brien. Ambassador O'Brien. Yes. They call him Ambassador because he was also the chief hostage negotiator for really? Donald Trump. Really? They got 55 people out. Really? Uh, uh, yeah. And, and so that was an ambassador-level appointment. So be, before he became the national security advisor... He was the chief hostage negotiator, which is a fascinating, incredible job. Yeah, yeah that that talk about stories. That guy's got some stories. Yeah. yeah. And, Two and, years ago, I got to listen to um, Ambassador O'Brien speak at the state GOP convention, and he was the highlight of the entire convention. Amazing speaker. He knows so much about everything that's going on, and wow, I, I'm excited to hear him again. Couldn't quite rig it to get him here today, but Jason is here. Thank goodness. Jason bought a house in Washington City. That's very cool. Uh, yeah. J- Jason and I were both at BYU at the same time. It's kind of weird. J- I mean, I never, I never made the BYU football team. I, di- I didn't kick footballs like you did. But uh, other than that, we kind of you look like a punter. Uh, no, you know, I, I was, I, I, you know, I was a place <laughs> kicker, but you know. <laughs> I have an offensive lineman's body, so <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Guys like you wanted to kill guys like me. Yeah, we kind of did. Well, if you missed a kick, we did. But, you know, the nice thing about being a kicker is if you touch me, they throw a flag. Yeah, that's true. That was about the only spot that was going to work for me. Yeah, but if you're on our side, you know, Coach, you remember Coach Croshaw, legend down here in southern Utah? Yeah. He said, we have all these guys, blood, sweat, snot, tears all game long, and then some dude from another country comes in and, and kicks a <laughs> kick and decides whether we win or lose. He, he used to, he There's had, a reason they yeah. call it football. Hello. You know, we're only the leading scorer on the team. True. True. <laughs> no respect. No respect. Do you watch it? we got a big Super Bowl coming up, right, That's on right. Sunday? That's right. How much you want to – who are the kickers? What are the kickers' names? Nobody knows, but they'll probably be the deciding factor in the game. Kansas City has Harrison Butker. I know that one. Oh, yeah. Because I'm of impressed. his weird, weird name. Yes. I have no idea who the Eagles kicker is, so. Hey, yeah, now, no. you have to be careful about body typing because my husband was an <laughs> offensive lineman on his uh-huh. football team, and he weighed 140 pounds. Oh. So Small town, right? Hurricane. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Yeah, uh, Jason was more than that in college, right? 140? Uh, not much. Not much. <laughs> <laughs> not much. I was tall, but I wasn't weighty. I tell you, my pencil arms were not exactly impressing anybody. I, I have to broach this. I'm going to change subjects real quick. I have to broach this subject because I have you guys here. 
uh, Mitt Romney today. Now, Mitt Romney, I, I have a couple of good friends that were on Mitt Romney campaigns, uh, helped him get elected. And it's funny when, when they, yeah, I, I helped so-and-so get elected. I helped so-and-so. And I was on the Romney campaign. And he's like, and sorry about that. And it's like, well, what are you sorry about? Well, because of the way he's been. So this morning he came out and said, I think Joe Biden did the right thing in waiting to shoot down that balloon until it was over the Atlantic. And I was like, so we let it traverse the entire country. And the president decided to shoot it down once it once it was over water out of the country, and then he shot down the balloon. And our Republican, you know, senator from the state of Utah said, "Yeah, that was a good decision." Guys, I I, I don't I don't buy it. What What do you think, Jason? I have a little different take on that. Mm-hmm. Um, the The map that I saw of the trail of the balloon uh, goes over the Aleutian Islands, then it goes. Uh, over a over a body of water, over part of Alaska, mm-hmm. over another body of water, then through Alaska's part of the United States. Yes, it is since nineteen uh, what forty eight or something. Uh, I know they got a lot of caribou, a lot of reindeer. <laughs> um, um, but with all due respect, you could have shot it down over the water over mm-hmm. Alaska. Right. Um, our military has got to be. Uh, more savvy than that, and I think the president needs to be engaged. I really get the feeling with this president that if it wasn't for a photographer in Billings, Montana, that took a photo and published it, and then it got out over the internet, that they would have never told us and that. never shot it down. Yeah. I, and I, there was an opportunity to shoot it down, take it down, um, and they didn't do that. Now, look, we've been dealing with balloon technology, you know, since the Hindenburg. We use, <laughs> as the United States, we use balloons. We use sure. them down on the southern border. Donald Trump just said, hey, or, or, I'm sorry, Joe Biden just said yesterday, we're going to take down those balloons. That was part of our defense on the southern border to watch people, to, you know, coming across the border illegally. They're going to take down those balloons. We understand balloons. We know balloons. Um, there's no reason why we couldn't have detected it, shot it down, and that should have been done in Alaska, not off the coast of North Carolina. Was there a better way than shooting it down? Was there a way we could have taken it down in one piece instead of having it come Somebody down explained like to me that a Sidewinder missile not only costs, like, millions of dollars right, to right. shoot, um, as opposed to uh, opening up fire with rounds off of, you know, an A-10 or some sort of aircraft mm-hmm. that probably would have had less damage. Uh, now, the military has to answer those questions before Congress. It's hard to second guess that, but you want to do everything you can to capture that technology, understand that technology, but do it before it goes over the United States of America. The whole country. The, 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 yeah. They should have caught it in Alaska. Is there, well, in your opinion, Jason, what was China trying to accomplish? What, what was, I mean, obviously spying is, you know, they're going to spy, but what were they looking for, do you think, specifically? Have any idea? Yeah, um, I, I think China's on the march on intellectual property. Uh, the, the fentanyl problem, mm. so much of the fentanyl that we're having and the problem coming up through Mexico, through those open, porous borders, it's produced, it's synthetic, it's produced by China. Really? Um, hmm. There is a reason why. I remember when Donald Trump, the president, uh, started the Space Force, and far too many of these liberals and others were just mocking the president. Oh, yeah. you know, oh, the Space Force, you Star know. Wars, they yeah. even did Hollywood started doing, you know, shows about it and stuff. There is a virtual war going on in space right now. The Chinese are very aggressive. Now, I've seen some classified hmm. intelligence, can't talk about it, but I can tell you, having seen it even 10 plus years ago, that China is on the march to make sure that they can control the skies and the air. So, again, 
Our space force, which is in place now, and our military capabilities, satellite. Think about how much our lives depend on satellite. You know, getting this radio show, getting your GPS, yeah. movement of aircraft, even how they do agriculture. And with John Deere, you know, they're taking satellite technology to, to plow our fields. I mean, there's so much that we rely on in space, and the Chinese know this, and they mm. thought... You know what? The U.S. is dominant in the ocean, and they're dominant in space. And the Chinese have made a very concerted effort to take us down in both those. They now have more ships than our U.S. Navy. And uh-huh. Don, and, and I guarantee you, Robert O'Brien is going to talk a lot about this on Saturday. He's going to talk about how Ronald Reagan had, and I, I may get the number wrong, but it was something like 600 ships at his disposal. We're now down less than 350 hmm. ships in our U.S. Navy right now. And China is building them as fast as possible. They have more ships than we do. Ours are better. We have better personnel. We have better capability. But how long will we be able to sustain that? So it, it's a bigger, broader issue. So don't tell me that you couldn't detect or take down yeah. a balloon. Yeah. A balloon. This is exactly why everybody needs to come Saturday night yeah, and listen stuff. to these guys speak. We've had some amazing speakers in the past that are Republican, conservative, you know, fire you up kind of people. But the knowledge that Jason and Robert have is <laughs> that they can share with us is going to be so amazing. I just finished Deep State. And I was like, holy cow. That's a book I wrote. Yeah, Jason wrote Deep nice. State. And it nice. is... I should have brought one to you, Andy. <laughs> yeah, this is a fact. I'm feeling guilty now. Not a fiction book, right? This is a... a, a oh, this is reality. It's this all is, about... Because I've, I've, I've read almost all of Chris Stewart's novels. Chris Stewart's a great novelist. Oh, my gosh. He's written, yeah. like, what, 15 books or yeah. something? Yeah, he's really good. But yeah, he is This good. is not a novel. This is an actual... This is what's going on. No, I, I, I wrote... That was the... I've written three books. I got another one coming out, uh, kind of early summer. Haven't released the name of that one yet, but this one, the Deep State, yeah, that was kind of my experience. Talk about Benghazi, you know, I was the first person after the Benghazi attack. I was the first member of Congress, the only member of Congress that went into Libya uh, about thirty days after that you attack. Into Libya? Yeah, not Ooh. not the safest thing I ever did. I was going to say that sounds a little little scary, Jason. Yeah, it was. It was. I went twice. <laughs> wow. Jason was wow. chairman of the oversight committee, which. I learned a lot just reading the book to mean to know what that even meant. But yeah. you had like an important job while you were yeah. a congressman. It was yeah, amazing. it was it was fun. You know, James Comer's heading that up now. He's got his hands full, but um, yeah, that was a committee I was honored to chair. Do you, you know, and Barry actually asked a question before we went on the air. Do you have aspirations of more political life? Right now you're kind of, it's funny, it, Wiki has you as retired from political life, which I'm like, dude's like 55. You can't be retired from anything at 55 yet. But uh, <laughs> what are your thoughts about the future in politics? For, I don't know. You know, I'm not trying to be cute or coy about it. But I always say I'm kind of a definite maybe. <laughs> I, I just believe in my heart of hearts that you get in, serve, and you get out. So I got in. I was there eight and a half years. I recognize that I left a bit early. But when you prioritize your family, that's what you do. Yeah, um, I miss so much, particularly of our younger daughter growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I've been out of it for six plus years now, and um, maybe I get back in at some point. I don't know whether that's a Senate run or running for governor. Um, you know, as chief of staff to the governor, so I understand that job, and it's really an important one. You can actually do a lot. So. I don't know, and I don't understand. I don't know the timing. I love the relationship I have with Fox News. 
and Harper Collins allowing me to publish four books. And, you know, I, so I get a big audience. I'm on Fox pretty much every day. Are you? I can wow. go out and talk to millions of people. And so I feel like I can still engage in that, but have a better balance in life. So I'm not keen on just giving that back up real quick. You know, it's not like I'm itching to just, hey, I can't. I mean, I left. So, you know, I could have stayed and I didn't. Uh, our governor right now, Spencer Cox, is quoted today. He's out in D.C. watching some of the stuff going on there. And he said, politics right now in the United States of America, politics are stupid. Uh, because of the way we've really uh, polarized ourselves. Uh, what do you think about politics and, and Governor Cox saying they're they're stupid right now? Uh, well, that's a cheap, easy way to get out of the, the answer. Um, <laughs> look, you you have to... We need more debate in this country, not less. I don't like it when it becomes personal. I don't right. like it when it becomes um, an automatic, no, just because the other person said it. I do think you can come together, but you've got to argue issues. You know, when's the last time you saw the United States Senate actually debate something on the floor of the Senate? It just doesn't happen. So I think the process needs to be fixed. Since the 1972 Budget Act, only one time have we gone through regular order to put together a budget. Guess what? The one year that we actually did, it balanced. Newt Gingrich was the speaker. What are the odds? Right? Uh, President Clinton <laughs> was the president, and it balanced. So, you know, we're $31 trillion in debt. Everybody can say, oh, you got to stop arguing. That's a cheap, easy way to get out of it and say, you know what, man up, put up, you know, let's have the discussion and fight for what you believe in and then vote. You know, we don't vote enough. Um, Agreed. Yeah. yeah You've got to vote more often. And, you know, you win some, you lose some. You don't have to win every vote. You don't expect to do that. Ronald Reagan said, hey, you know, if we can agree 80% of the time, we're probably doing pretty good. Yeah. So. Yeah. I love Ronald Reagan, by the way. Got to go to the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library here last oh, month. Oh, yeah. That that's a awesome. special place. I've been really there. Really yeah. place. Yeah. And in fact, it's what, the scariest words you can hear is, I'm I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, he was uh, iconic. That, yeah, that is for sure. one of my favorite presidents. Yeah. First first time I got to vote. I got to vote when I was 18 years old for Ronald Reagan yeah, back good in for you. 1984. So, I got uh, my picture taken with him. Oh, really? Very nice. Yeah. He came Very to Utah nice. back in 90, 1991 and I got to help escort him around i was a he, young he's, guy he's he's quoted as being saying things like uh, you know i can't remember the exact quote but something about you know why work when you don't have to is being you know he's always talking about being lazy and not working but that guy worked hard he did he worked office. in radio for a while he did yeah he was actually sportscaster for a while yeah koa so, in uh, in iowa guy knows his stuff <laughs> do, you, do you forget anything jason you've got this incredible memory yeah i'm amazed if i if i don't if I forget to get eggs on the way home from this, t- <laughs> my wife's going to kill me. Well, you I have hope to take you a can loan find out. them anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I got to get out. a loan, but yeah, I got to stop by the credit union, get a loan, and then you know go get some eggs. The perception in everyday America right now, Jason, is the Democrats that have been in control uh, in Senate and and in Congress and in, not now, thank goodness, in the ho- in, in the House, but that uh, they need more money, they just print more money. Oh they, they, they're not fiscally responsible at all. Is that an accurate perception? Yeah, I think so. The stereotype is there for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I like what Milton Friedman said. If you go back, you can pull this up on YouTube. It's really good. Um, I think it was in the late 60s. He talked about the only per- the only entity that creates inflation is the government because they're mm-hmm. the ones that print money. Yeah. And that's the... Again, I walked out of listening to the State of the Union with Joe Biden. What's his plan to tackle inflation? I didn't hear it. How about high energy prices? Didn't have one. What's his foreign policy? Doesn't have it. You know, he cites a lot of, like, 
stats like he's some technocrat, but he doesn't, I think, understand where Americans are in this world. They want freedom. They want liberty. They want to live their own lives. They don't need government on their backs. You know, the president said, hey, we had 50,000 new businesses started. But then he didn't finish the sentence or the thought by saying, and here's what I'm going to do to make life easier for them. He doesn't do that. And so, yeah, unfortunately, the Democratic playbook has been spend more money, print more money, spend more money, as opposed to here's how we're actually going to balance our books. The president hasn't introduced a budget yet. That was due the first Monday in February. That's the law. And he didn't do it. That's Mm -hmm. the third year in a row. So if you can't even produce a budget, don't don't complain to, about Republicans not working with you. What you, you were supposed to do that before the State of the Union didn't do it. The other thing that it seems like is it, we perceive is the Democrats. Even when we know something is false, if they say that it's true, then everybody starts believing it. And I don't know if that's uneducated portion of America, if that's only what gets covered in the mainstream media or what. But it seems like again and again and again they say, "Well, this is this," when it's not, and we have to believe them or 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 die. I guess that's what know. I call bumper sticker politics. You know, they take a complex issue, <laughs> yeah, like social security security or medicare and then they try to boil it down to this bumper sticker and that does nobody good that, that that's that's not being responsible and saying hey here's how we actually going to solve some of the weighty issues mm. you know let's have a debate about how we're actually going to fuel our future and um produce energy i mean it was laughable literally congress started laughing at the president when he suggested that you know petroleum products were only going to be around for less than 10 years are you kidding me what kind of planet does he live in yeah i mean it's just yeah how about jason chaffetz for president (laughs) well we're kind of long here on time aren't we andy (laughs) let's uh if we can let's get a couple of phone calls if you want to talk to jason 673-5890 uh you can text me my text line is 435 and then it's 467-5842 I got a couple of texts for you, but I don't have time to sit and read them all. But uh, uh, another another Ronald Reagan fan, by the way. Oh, good. <laughs> I love yeah. Ronald Reagan. No, he yeah. came to Utah in 1991. Did he? And he spent two days here. And at the end of the trip, this coolest thing, I said to his advance person, I said, you know, can I, can I you all right if I ask the president for his autograph? He said, hmm. yeah, go ahead. So I, was, I got to walk just one-on-one with him out to his plane. He had a you know, like a golf stream. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm walking out with the president and I said, Mr. President, thanks for coming to Utah. Um, can I get your, would you mind signing something for it? Well, he pulled out a sticky, he had like sticky notes with his name on it and he pre-signs them because it's really hard. It was really awkward for me. He's kind of yeah. older, you know. He's, yeah. and, it, and so he took one and handed it to me. Then he took off his cufflinks and his tie clip and he gave them all. To, the guy, I, that is so cool. He was so nice. He gave me all of that. And then I had a picture taken with him. Later, I went back down to Los Angeles where his office was, and he signed it for me. He was so nice. Very. very um, cool. I mean, just as a young man who was trying to figure out what life is like and what politics. And I, you know, I just I figured out pretty quickly I was really a fairly conservative person, but. <laughs> All right, let's take a phone call. Hey, you're on with Andy with Jason Chaffetz. How are you today? Hi, Don from Santa Clara. My question is, uh, are we going to have Jason run for governor anytime soon, I hope? (laughs) Well, Don, it's too early in the morning to answer that question on a Friday, but uh, uh, I don't know. At some point, I've kind of kept that door open. 
I, sure. I, you know, whether it be governor or senator, I've kind of said, yeah, I might get back into it at some point. It's got to be the right time for kind of me and my family. I did just sign an extension with Fox News. They've been really good to me. I really enjoy the relationship. I get to be on pretty much every day. Um, and I love it there, but at the same time, yeah, serving is just such an incredible honor. Um, so not to be, like I said earlier, not to be too cute or coy about it. I kind of say, yeah, I'm a definite maybe and we'll see. We'll see. No, I I appreciate that. And thank you again for uh, helping out with the Republican, uh, Lincoln day dinner coming up. We look forward to seeing you there too. Oh, thanks. I hope you're going to be there. Appreciate it, Don. Thanks, Don. Thank you. Thanks, Don, for the call. All right, let's go to line two. Hey, you're on with Jason Chaffetz and Andy. What's going on? I'm about to lose you. I'm traveling, but I always get my feathers ruffled when I hear the Biden administration say, we've created 10 million new jobs. <laughs> now we've got 50,000 new businesses. When I, I believe the fact is that multiple of those numbers were lost when he locked the country down. So just wanted to get your take on that. Thanks. Totally, totally agree with you. First of all, government doesn't create jobs. Uh, people, companies, um, the public, the private sector creates those jobs, not government. Um, the government's in the way too much. I think those numbers would be much harder, uh, much higher. I think the number that is really troubling right now is the labor participation rate. Uh, so many of those jobs were lost because of COVID and the ridiculous lockdowns that this country went through. I mean, just absurd. The schools, everything. And then they came back in part because the country started opening up. Don't don't tell me that you created jobs. Mm. Um, where What can you point to, Mr. President, that you made business better, easier? The President of the State of the Union just kept talking about how he's going to raise taxes on businesses. Um, and, and corporate buybacks, he wants to quadruple, those types of things. He does. He hasn't done a single thing to make business better and easier. So, And government doesn't create jobs. That's the reality of it. Tech says, please ask Jason to run for Romney's seat in two years. We need a true Republican in uh, the Senate. Any thoughts on that? No, not really. No, not okay. yet. <laughs> stay away, <laughs> stay away from that one for now. Okay. Uh, all Joe, Joe Biden and his administration want to do is to this country is destroy it, bottom line. You know, people talk about that. What is the motive? And we, we have to go to break here and let Jason go in a minute. But what is the motive? People keep saying, well, the Democrats want to destroy this country. I have a hard time believing anyone really wants to destroy the country, even though they're acting like it. What do you think their real motivation is, Joe Biden and, and his cohort? Yeah, destroy might be uh, too strong in the wrong word. I think they fundamentally want to change it. I don't change. think they like okay. it. I think they're embarrassed by America. I don't think they understand the basic precepts of freedom and liberty. You know, um, it, Kamala Harris, the vice president, she was at a Texas event, and she was it was a pro uh, choice, you know, pro-abortion rally she was at. Mm. And she said, you know, our country was founded on the idea of liberty and freedom and the pursuit of happiness. She forgot the word life. It's mm. in the declaration, it's life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. She just conveniently left out life, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And so uh, look at the open borders. Why? Why would they just open up the borders, cede them to the drug cartels, allow... There's 100,000 deaths attributed to fentanyl. Guarantee you, right here in Washington County, pick any, Kane County, pick any county, mm-hmm. you're going to find fentanyl deaths. The border is wide open. Sad. Human trafficking. I mean, I, I, it's just, it's horrific stuff. But I think they want to change 
the direction of it. You'd hear too many people talking about reparations. I mean, we're arguing over, you know, it's just, I just don't think they like America. I don't think they're proud of America. Hmm. And uh, I think we need to stand up and say, no, we love America. And by the way, we're not a democracy, folks. We're a constitutional republic. There you go. There you, go. <laughs> you know, they keep saying, oh, we got to save democracy. You don't even know what we are in this country. We're a republic. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very well said. Uh, I, I will say this. I think that having I, I, I actually went down to Texas for a, a, a trip, uh, I don't know, maybe three, four or five months ago and got to kind of experience. We went on a cruise and they was pretty much all Texans on the boat and they were they were real America. These were people that still had families. They still believed in family values. They still talked about, you know, loving the flag. There were guys walking around with with American flag hats on and, and, and lapel pins and stuff. And I'm like, I think sometimes in the media we get so caught up in that this this weird counterculture of, of liberals who think that they're the majority and, and they're not. America is still America. It's just the we don't shout as loud as those other people do. Jeff. Well, yeah, the 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 woke politics mm-hmm. where they're just trying to. I love the way Sarah Huckabee Sanders, the new governor of Arkansas, said it in the uh, the address. You know, oh, she got she the re- was hot. Yeah, the, yeah, gives awesome. the re- the response, and she and I'm paraphrasing. I'm getting it wrong, but she said, "Look, I'm tired of having to salute their flags and worship their false idols." You know, we're about freedom and liberty. And I think she hit that right on the head. I, I, I You kind of get tired of it, too. I think you need to push back on that. You know, when they talk about transgender this and transgender that. And, you know, we're arguing over what bathrooms you use. Can you can a man participate in women's sports? I, you know, really? We're even having this discussion? Yeah, yeah. You think those are the big issues that are facing this country? No. It's, you know, we had to strengthen families. We got to... Yeah. Provide more freedom and more liberty. Get government off of people's backs. So there is a contrast. But we need people to be involved and engaged. So WCRP, Washington County Republican Party, WCRPUtah.com. And I hope they can come out. It's a week from Saturday. This is the kind of discussions we're going to have. And we're going to talk about it for a couple hours. And Robert O'Brien, seriously, look him up. Amazing guy. And I think you'd be highly impressed. And he's got – I want him – if he doesn't do it, I'm going to do it. Tell his story about his tie to Utah. It's really an emotional okay. one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Maybe we get a BYU football story from Jason too somewhere. I got. There. I got some good. Uh, yeah. Okay. I, I got some stories. Jason, thanks for coming on. Lisa, appreciate it. Barry, thank thank you guys thank for coming you. in. A week from Saturday is the Lincoln dinner. Yes. And uh, last call for tickets. Yeah. Tomorrow. Really need to get it done right now. Yeah. So. Yes. All right. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I go to commercial break with a check of weather right here on KDXU. Welcome back. I'm Andy. It is the Andy Griffin Show here on KDXU. We're actually down to about the 17, 18 minutes. But uh, with Valentine's Day coming up, with the Super Bowl coming up, I thought we'd bring a guy in that knows a little thing or two about uh, cooking some good food for the important dates in our lives. Troy Paul is here. Troy also has an Are you prepared for the announcement? Are we allowed to say anything about the, the I big... Can, I can put a little teaser out there. Okay, teaser. Teaser's good. That's about what we can do. So uh, for, for those that, that know me or what my background is, that uh, was the owner of Barbecue Pit Stop. Closed down, what, a month ago? About a, Yeah, about a month ago, the end of uh, January there, or I guess halfway through January, we, mm-hmm. we closed our doors and um, in kind of the last hour then one of our good 
um, customers um, came in and said, no way, you guys can't do this. And I said, really? well, that's kind of what we're doing is we're, we're closing this anyway. And he said, well, I want to see what I can do about um, getting it back open. And so we've been in, in discussion for the last little while. And, and uh, officially then um, it's going to reopen. Really? Um, and so it'll be a different owner. Um, I've, I've, the reason, you know, of course, I had to leave was had an opportunity with um, these outdoor kitchens um, that we've been building and having mm-hmm. good success. A lot of people have been really excited about those. Um, but, um, you know, it's caused me to leave the outdoor ki- or the barbecue, barbecue pit stop pizza. to go to, towards those outdoor kitchens. Mm-hmm. And uh, really sad to close the store for sure. But Oh, yeah. A lot of people were sad. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was rough. But it's going to come back. I don't know the timing yet, but stay tuned stay tuned for the reopening in the same location barbecue pit stop so will you still be the owner of the store nope no you won't be the owner of the store i will not will you be involved with the store i'll be involved a little bit they'll i'll have my kitchens in in the store on display okay um but i won't be involved from an ownership standpoint won't be there what about the classes are they coming back to thursday night classes I believe those Probably. will be coming back too, okay. but those are again, pretty popular. Those are pretty awesome. Yeah, they're they're, they're pretty awesome. I don't want to tell everything that the new owner is going to do with it. He has a lot of great ideas, and he's a super good guy. Um, but I'll let um, the announcements coming through Facebook and uh, other mediums uh, fill you in on the okay. rest of the details. But it is exciting. It is exciting. Uh, I, I felt a void in the forest. There, there was a darkness in the forest when Barbecue Pits not closed down. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's nice to have balance again, huh? Yeah, we we need balance for sure. <laughs> I think uh, Tatooine or one of the planets got blown up or something and messed everything up. So but I'm glad you're coming back. Nice to have yeah. it back there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was the name of that planet Princess Leia was from that got blown up by the Death Star? And I can't even think of what it was. I'm going to be honest, that's not my strong point. Not a Star Wars guy? No. Nope. Uh, oh, nope. Yep. Okay. <laughs> uh, somebody's going to text me the answer, though, because, uh, and it, it, yeah, it was Princess Leia's home planet that got blown up. And, and it threw things off. Through, yeah. So. yeah. But, uh, all right, Trey, uh, Super Bowl this weekend. What are you smoking? What What's uh, what's the party going to – what's the party going <laughs> to – what kind of meat, I mean? Okay, yeah, I was going to say, people ask me that. What are you smoking? But I, I guess it's generally referred to the meat that it's on my smoker. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm excited. And, and you know what? I asked a question, and then I'm like, wait a second, we got to get a commercial break in, a short uh, two-minute break, two-and-a-half-minute break. So when we come back, we'll find out what Troy is smoking on his grill, uh, on his smoker, <laughs> and uh, what uh, what I think is uh, maybe uh, worth it to spend a little extra time and have yourself a really good barbecue party for the Super Bowl. This is the Andy Griffin Show on News Radio 890, 92.5 KDXU. Stay tuned for Clay and Buck coming up next. And actually, Buck is on uh, his honeymoon, so it'll just be Clay today on the Clay, Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show. As uh, Buck just got married over the weekend, so uh, but uh, anyway, yeah, welcome back. I'm Andy Griffin. Thanks for tuning in to the show. We got a little Andy Griffin music in the background. Uh, Jason Chaffetz was on earlier. They've got their big fundraising dinner for the Republican Party uh, next Saturday night. That's going to be pretty cool. Uh, go to Utah, WC, Washington County Republican, WCRPUtah.com to uh, buy a ticket and get yourself to that dinner. I actually sent them over to 
the boss over there. I'm, I'm hoping that we can get the boss for Town Square Media here to sponsor a table and just uh, so I can go be a part of that. I think it's going to be a very cool thing. I also, though, have a daughter-in-law who is due in the next week. And uh, it, a, a grandbaby being born trumps whatever else is going on. So uh, we'll uh, deal with that. Uh, a couple of other things, uh, items of business. Uh, Melody? Or Mello is going to be joining us as our producer. We're trying to get all the semantics put together, the wiring and everything, so that she can uh, take your calls. That'll be the first voice you hear when you call into the show uh, starting on Monday, I believe. And uh, she's here now. She just doesn't have the, unfortunately, the technology isn't fixed up so that she can, <laughs> she can be on the air yet. But uh, we'll have uh, Mello or Melody. I can't decide. I, I still, I'm looking at her and I'm like, do I call you Mellow? Do I call you Melody? She doesn't like Mel. So it's either Mellow or Melody. We'll work that out as we progress. Anyway, she'll be, uh, she'll be helping to produce the show. And uh, yeah, and right now we have Troy Paul on. Troy uh, was the, what I say was the owner of the barbecue pit stop, but uh, Troy's kind of getting out of it a little bit. Someone else is going to be taking over. The store will be reopening. We don't know at this point how soon or anything like that at this point, right, Troy? Yeah, as soon as possible. I know that they're uh, scrambling to get it open. People are begging for it to come back, and mm-hmm. it's, and it's very hot off the press, too, that this is going to be happening. So very exciting. Very exciting. Uh, Troy uh, still is the proprietor of the Outdoor Kitchen Kit. Mm-hmm. Right, That's the website, too, right? The Theoutdoorkitchenkit.com? That's it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, oh, I remember that. It's a miracle. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, the the idea behind the outdoor kitchen kit is uh, you will pay twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars if you brought brought a contractor in and got him to try to design or redesign your back patio and your outdoor kitchen and everything. Instead of doing that, you can spend a fraction of the cost and have uh, Troy make an outdoor a custom outdoor kitchen kit for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, it would, takes less than a day to install, right? Yeah, just a few hours to put it together. We we build them in our warehouse. We do 95% of the work on our side so that they come together um, really quick uh, once they, once we get it to your backyard. The the backyard barbecue game has changed over the last decade or two. Uh, mm-hmm. It used to be everybody had a grill, and that was it. You know, yeah. you, you grilled at a very high temperature, and, you know, if you forgot about it for uh, four minutes, your burgers were burned or whatever. But things are different now. We're all smoking all kinds of meat, and uh, the need for an outdoor kitchen is, is, is great. You know, you get a little sink out there, some counter space, because uh, I know often I'm out in the back, and I'm looking for somewhere because I want to maybe wrap some butcher paper around my brisket, or I want to I want to put some foil around my ribs or whatever, and it's like, I, I don't have enough room here. I need to call Troy. Yeah, yeah, that's that's when I get those late night phone calls saying, what do I do about this brisket? It's not done yet. (laughs) All right. Tell us about Super Bowl day. What's on the Paul menu? Uh, What are you going to smoke? Because it's actually requisite. You have to smoke something for Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's absolutely required. And I'll I'll tell you that I've been sharing the load this year. Really? With with my sweetheart. Okay. Um, and she actually... Marissa is coming around to the smoking way of life, huh? She, she's an incredible woman, you know, for sure. But um, even just yesterday, she was smoking some pork butts in preparation for the Super Bowl Sunday. Really? And one of these... You pork, say some pork butts. That means there's going to be a big crowd there if you're doing more than one. There were a few pork butts. And um, the second one... Um, was a bigger one, and and she ended it, and it was her once again. She was up till about two o'clock in the morning taking that off the uh, smoker light because she was 
wait until it was ready. Yeah. Which well, she learned a lot then. She knows. She said, yeah. You don't take the meat off before it's time. Yeah, even even when it's uh, in the middle of the night. And so, <laughs> she, yeah, she was up late and she's probably super tired right now. But all in the name of great food. And so we have that. Um, I'll be doing um, my queso dip, of mm. course. Um, there's a few must-haves. Um, wings are you're to, a to wing me, guy, yeah. kind of a kind of a must-have. I know that you're kind of a, a drumstick. I, and and that's a little foreshadowing there. No, yes, I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah foreshadowing. But, but I know you enough that I know what's coming. I had wings. Where did I have wings the other day? Best wings I'd had in a long, long time. And I can't even think of where. Oh, it was we were on that road trip out in California. And we ordered it from a local a mom and pop place, and their wings were fantastic. But anyway, back to yours. Okay. Oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Making me hungry. <laughs> I know. I'll <laughs> well, probably doing some barbecue baked beans All right. as well with some bacon. Not out of a can, folks. Not out of a can. No, no just yeah, from scratch. From, from scratch there. Some jalapeno poppers. Nice. Um, How big is this party? The I, problem is, is like, this is my favorite kind of food. Uh-huh. And so the option to cook a bunch of it, it's like, it doesn't matter how many people we have there. I'm going to be cooking the same kind of food because yeah. it's like the one time of year that I feel really I'm justified allowed, yeah. <laughs> in making all of it. What time should I be there? I guess that's the question. Know, all right. <laughs> yeah. What are you bringing? Uh, what are you what are you well, gonna cook Andy? actually now there. that you mention it i bought a big old thing of uh, drumsticks from costco there you go. Uh, yeah. and uh they are uh marinating or uh what, what's the word they always like to use their uh or brining or marinating. brining yeah okay. they're brining right right now and uh we're gonna we're gonna i'm gonna do like three or four different flavors like i did a couple of years ago and, and just kind of do a taste testing and see who likes what the most and stuff but i i've had great success with drumsticks uh, it's, I mean, the thing was eight bucks, right? For, for like 16 drumsticks, yeah, you know? That's a great deal. Uh, and, uh, and so that's going to be like the main, the main course. Uh, also, uh, like you going, going to do the queso dip. I do mine a little, I like mine a little gooier. So I use, mm-hmm. I use, do use some Velveeta in mine. You don't usually use Velveeta, right? You use uh, other cheeses, but it's blasphemy. Sorry. I know, but it, it, <laughs> it tastes so good though. It tastes so good. You know, I, I've, I've had it with and without Velveeta. And when I have it, I'm, I've usually been just against, I'm like, no, nah, I don't want this fake cheese in there. And then I have it. And I say, yeah, that's, that's actually pretty good. That's pretty good. It's actually pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it's not real cheese. It's a, a pasteurized processed cheese food or something like that. Yeah. It's still whatever they want to label it as. Pretty darn good. <laughs> and then I was thinking about taking out a loan and buying some bacon uh, to make uh, to make my pig shots. Uh, but uh, bacon, like eggs and other breakfast foods, seem to have gone through the roof price-wise. See if you can extend your HELOC from the eggs that you were having with the bacon. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you want an omelet? Forget about it. we gotta, we got to put the, little, uh, what do they call it, uh, on your house? Uh, 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 Second mortgage Lean, there. yeah, a yeah. lean. Yeah, there you lean go. on your house. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, bad. Food, food's pretty expensive, and so yeah, you have to be creative in some ways. And sometimes you're avoiding foods that you would normally go for. Um, but uh, you know, it's so good. You know, once a year, you only have one Super Bowl. I'm down to my last bag of uh, barbecue delight from the pit barbecue pit stop with, with my pellets. Um, mm-hmm. I tried other pellets. I've gone to other stores. Believe it or not, I tried. Did I was out of town once? Grabbed a bag because they were on sale, and my my uh, smoker got clogged up with sawdust and gunk, and I'm like, why? Do, why do I even? I mean, that's just stupid, right? Pellets matter, yeah, and you got to you got investment in your smoker, and, yeah, and uh, 
putting it's you know it's like putting crappy fuel in watered down fuel in yeah. your, in your you tank. Go, buy, go buy a portion and go put in uh, you know 85 octane in it you're you know that's, that's not a good idea yeah throwing a candy bar too in in the tank that's a, that's a whole church story back then but anyway uh, uh so uh super bowl uh the game is uh about the kickoff is usually around four thirty to 5 right in there yeah. uh do you shoot to have all the food ready before kickoff so people are, are, are picking out before the game? Or are you like a halftime guy? Like we're going to have a few snacks, but halftime is really when it's at food-wise. No, it's a, it's full full on starting at 4 o'clock, um, <laughs> then come and get it, eat. And usually by halftime, then we're stuck on the couch. <laughs> because we we've, and we can't move we've eaten so much yeah, yeah. and then uh, maybe you missed the halftime show which is usually okay by me yeah it's rihanna this year and like could i name one rihanna song no i could not could you um i could dance to it no i'm just kidding that's uh, not my thing yeah. um but it's better than the tribute to wrath we had last year right I, yeah, yeah I've, I've heard different uh takes on that some people that loved it and some people that did the opposite have loved it yeah the opposite that that would be me. So, okay, uh, what about Valentine's Day, real quick? We're down to the last minute. Valentine's Day. Is there anything you're going to do for Valentine's Day, or is that just recovery time from the Super Bowl? Um, I think a good steak is a great way to go for yeah. you and your sweetheart. Maybe shaped like a heart. And steaks? That's a quick smoke. You know, you do the reverse sear, right? Yeah. Boom, boom, and and. You can have it done for dinner time, no problem, right? Nothing says I love you like a porterhouse. He's Troy Paul. Thank you, Troy, for coming on. Appreciate it. Thanks, Andy. This has been the Andy Griffin Show. We'll be back on Monday. Michelle Tanner, no, that's next week. Actually, Jack Lancaster will join me on Monday's show. We'll talk to you then.